Welcome to Innovations of Health, a podcast that gives you the latest in healthcare trends and news. We'll be sharing advances in digital technology and breakthroughs in healthcare that eases people's way and provides a better healthcare future for all. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Mary Kate Eaton, Executive Director of Education Programs and Chief of Staff for the Community Partnerships Division at Providence. As a reminder, the information provided during this event is for information purposes only. If you have medical questions, please reach out to your primary care or healthcare professional. Now let's begin. Today, we are going to talk about Master of Science in Nursing Programs at University of Providence. And joining me during this live event are Lynette Savage and Linda Studley from University of Providence. So Lynette, let's begin with you. Can you talk about the two different master's programs in nursing offered at University of Providence? I'd be delighted to. <laughs> so we have a master's program at the University of Providence and that's graduate studies. So we're looking at um, two concentrations. The first one's the nurse educator concentration. And that is actually a program that folks can get through in one year. It's 12 months. We take two eight week courses every every eight weeks so that you just kind of grit, get through that whole year uh, and you'll have your 33 credits. There's two practicums with it. The second concentration is our master's of nursing in the adult geriatric nurse practitioner concentration. And that's a very popular program. We have many, many people, but that's been a long-term dream to become a nurse practitioner. That program takes two years and it's concentrated effort. You take eight and 16 week classes and you literally go through two years. I've often had people say, oh, can I, you know, stop and we need to take a vacation to Ireland that we've had planned for two years. And I normally go, oh, I think that's great. You're taking a vacation. When you get back, talk to me about starting school because it's a it's a pretty complex program and we um, want people to be very successful in it. So we encourage them to be focused on school when they're in school with that. So, and then the third option that we have is called a certificate. It's a nurse educator certificate. Anybody with a master's degree, MSN, uh, can come and apply for it. It's four classes and you can literally get it done, completed in one semester. And at the end of that, you're able to then go and teach because you'll have a master's degree and now you'll have a certificate in nursing education. So those are the three options we have right now. Great. Thank you, Lynette. I always love your enthusiasm for any of the programs. Yes, absolutely. So Linda, as we all know, nursing is a crucial field, especially in today's climate. We've, we've learned that over and over again. Can you share a little bit about your expertise and how you've seen the nursing profession change? Can you repeat that question? You got cut off at the end. Oh, sure. Um, can you tell us about your expertise and how you've seen the nursing profession change? So I've been a nurse for quite some time now, over 30 years. So I've seen lots change in those 30 years. I've done, um, you know, bedside nursing. I've been a nurse educator. I've been a nurse manager. I've done nursing research. I've been a nurse practitioner, which I still am practicing as a nurse practitioner. And I've, I've seen our profession grow tremendously. Um, I think we are, as nurses, uh, have much more autonomy. We have much more um, inclusion into healthcare policy and decision-making where we didn't have that necessarily 20 years ago. 
we are holding board positions. We are um, at that table making healthcare decisions um, that previously we were not always present at. Uh, and we didn't have a voice, which I think uh, nursing is um, developing a loud voice, as we've all seen the pandemic, how important nursing really is, um, not only for the care of patients, but for decision making, mm -hmm. policy, um, et cetera. And I think that um, we have more leadership roles in healthcare as well. Uh, and it's an expectation. And I, I do believe that there's a realization that nurses are the heart of healthcare. And without us, you know, we don't, you know, there's not good nursing care uh, or healthcare period. So I just think as, as time has evolved, we're much more in leadership roles and have much more voice at that decision-making um, table. Thank you, Linda. So Lynette, you mentioned uh -huh. uh, no long, vacations to Ireland or otherwise. <laughs> but um, can you tell us more about the format of the nursing programs and are students able to work full time while taking classes? Sure, that's an excellent question. And when we get asked a lot, I really, um, my favorite motto is two to 5 a.m. is overrated for sleeping. When I'm worried about something, I'm awake kind of at two in the morning thinking about things. And one of the things I worried about as we begin these programs was that we would be able to provide a program that allowed nurses to continue to work full time. That's the way nurses will be able to move forward is when they can go to school, they can be at home with their family and they can continue to work. And so both concentrations were developed with an adult learner in mind, meaning the classes are scheduled asynchronously. So you don't have to be somewhere on Tuesday night at six to 10 or be away from your home. You can be in your home and work on your homework assignments or your reading or submit your work at any time. So that's what that asynchronous means. So in the nurse educator track, all of the courses are eight weeks. In the nurse practitioner, you take some eight week and some 16 week classes. And up until you get to your clinical practicums, all of those are online. So that helps the student be able to continue to work full time while they're doing this. Currently, right now, 97% of the students that are in the program work full-time. We have uh, two students that have um, switched to part-time as their choice. And some of the AGMP students are considering backing out of some hours when they go for their clinical practicums. And um, that may be beneficial for them. Um, I think everybody's a little nervous until they get to their first clinical practicum. So we're looking forward to seeing how that works out for them uh, schedule-wise. But yes, all of these programs were designed with full-time working adult learners in mind. Thanks, Lynette. So Linda, I'm wondering, what are the benefits of going back to school to become a nurse practitioner? Well, I think there's lots of benefits to becoming a nurse practitioner. Um, if you are clinically minded, you want to work with patients, you want to do it at a higher level, um, becoming a nurse practitioner is the way to go. Um, I have been a nurse practitioner for almost 20 years, and it's never a dull moment. I love taking care of patients, and I love taking care of them at that higher level. Um, I am the one that is driving their care sometimes, uh, most of the time. And that satisfaction of having a patient tell me, oh, I, I like you better than the doctor, which that's not my goal, but 
Um, what that tells me is I've connected with my patient. Um, they've connected with me and they entrust their care uh, to me. So I think becoming a nurse practitioner, if you want to have autonomy, if you want to um, really connect with your patients, uh, then I think that's the way to go. I love that emphasis on human connection. That's so, so important. You can never underrate that. And I, I firmly believe that that is why nurses are so successful um, and are so needed because that's what we do. We connect with our patients and they trust us and they can sense the caring that we have and the compassion that we have. And our ultimate goal is purely to help take care of that patient and get them um, either to a better place or their disease process healed or whatever it is, but that's what nursing does. So Mary-Kate, if I can um, tag on to what Linda was just talking about, I think the other part of this is it also allows the nurse to think about creating a different career path because as a nurse pr practitioner, once you've gone through school, you've successfully completed that, you passed your national certification exam, you can go out and set up your own practice if that's what you so choose to do. And that is an option that I think many nurses hadn't even fathomed before. And this gives them that opportunity to do that. I know we have several of our students, our current students, that they are really excited about starting that independent practice for a variety of reasons. Some of them because they speak other languages and they believe in their community their population doesn't get access to healthcare as much because they don't speak English as a primary language. So for them, they are extremely motivated to get that degree so that they can go and provide that kind of care. And as a, having been an acute care nurse for many years of my life, with, you know, I started when Florence Nightingale did, but anyway, having been an acute care nurse, that was never even in my thought process. So this is an option that we can provide to nurses um, to help them advance their career and then do something different with their career. I'd like to also add on to that. I just had a conversation with one of my students and I'm and, and one of the reasons I love teaching nurse practitioner students is I get to hear the whys, why they're becoming a nurse practitioner, uh, what what is driving them. Uh, and, and I'm always in awe, uh, but I have one of my students is a pediatric nurse and she is in, has been a pediatric nurse for a very long time, but is in my uh, a primary care NP program. And I asked that question, why are you in primary care? Why didn't you decide to be in, um, in uh, pediatrics? And her response was because she sensed a need that there is a need for geriatric um, care and that there is a need for um, mentally um, challenged patients uh, to get that care. And she wants to be that primary care provider that's gonna provide that care for those, those um, patient populations that don't have uh, good access to care. And I'm just in awe every time I hear a student tell me things like that, that that's why they're becoming a nurse practitioner because they really care and they want to make a difference in people's lives. So Mary-Kate, there's a question that popped up. It said, will UP be starting an acute care nurse practitioner concentration? And I wish I could say, yes, we are. 
Uh, currently, that is not on the visionary strategic plan that we're looking at. Um, there are differences in being an acute care nurse practitioner, being a primary care nurse practitioner, and they are two different um, uh, schools of thought and two different philosophies and concepts about that they what they would be learning about. So currently, I wish we I could say we were going to be doing that, but not at this time. So thank you for the question, though, Jen. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's that's important. I love that we've emphasized human connection. We've emphasized the wanting to connect to your communities. That's so important, and there's so mm -hmm. much need for that. Yes. Um, I'm wondering uh, what else can you do with an MSN in nursing education? Oh. Oh, call on me. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So um, I'm a nurse educator at heart. And um, what I know to be true is every nurse is an educator because you have patients at the bedside that have a brand new diagnosis and you're teaching them about what that's all about, or you're out in the community, you're doing home and community care services and you're in the patient's home. And so what you would educate them in the hospital might be very different about what you educate them at home. So I believe the MSN nurse educator concentration really prepares nurses in more of a generalist type way to provide education no matter where they are, whether they're in the community, whether they're in um, acute care, staying in acute care, they could be in home and community services. Um, they could be out, uh, I, I use the example, one of my friends graduated and had been a volunteer with the Hemophilia Association. And by golly, they hired her right away because they had seen what she could do as a volunteer and now she had her degree. And so they were very uh, thrilled with that concept. The other thing that a master's degree provides you, and this comes from years of listening to my father uh, say, you can never get too much education, is it gives you a graduate degree, gives you that master's degree and so no matter where you go, when they ask what your educational preparation is, you can say, I'm a master's prepared nurse. So even the NE can get you into different type of leadership jobs, or it could um, absolutely have you being able to teach in the community, at a hospital, or at a university like I'm doing. Um, it just prepares you all, all around to be that uh, graduate nurse. So I encourage people, even when they they're feeling like they, they're they not sure what they're gonna do in their next career. I said, it's okay. The MSN is gonna open doors for you. It's gonna provide you that next level. So I, I highly encourage people to think about starting their masters for that very reason. It gets you prepared for that next step. Even if you're not quite sure what that next step will be. That's a very good point. Sounds like a high value, um, high variety can come yeah. from having the MSN. Yeah. So Linda, what, what advice would you give to someone considering a master's in nursing program? I, I've, I've given many advice to um, <laughs> nurses uh, when they've come to me and asked me about what kind of degree they should get, or what kind of focus they should get. And my answer always is, what is your end goal? What is it that you want to do when you're done? Um, and that answer is always different. It could be, I want to educate. I want to, I want to work in um, the academic world, or I want to be a nurse educator. So obviously I would um, uh, give information about the nurse education program. When nurses ask me about 
what type of nurse practitioner they should be, I do the exact same thing. Um, I'm not sure that uh, a lot of nurses are, have a good understanding of the different types of nurse practitioners that, that are out there. Um, there is acute care, there is primary care, there is pediatrics, there's women's health, and there's mental health. Um, so you need to know what setting you want to work in. Uh, do you want to work in the outpatient setting? Do you want to work in primary care and be a person's primary care provider? Then the primary care, adult general primary care is the way to go. If you still want to stay in the hospital and you want to take care of high acuity sick patients, then the acute care is it. Uh, there's family nurse practitioner. That's the other um, choice. And that's Patients uh, who are zero to death, um, that they can take care of everybody, but that's usually in the outpatient setting too. So my advice is know what your end um, goal is. Where do you want to end up? What do you want to do? And then that we can help direct you down one of those paths of getting the master's degree. So Mary Kate, we had another question. I think it's from Katie. It asks, do you have a post MSN nurse practitioner ACNP certification. And currently we do not have that. Um, we are in our first uh, two cohorts of students. And so until we get through that full two year cycle with those folks, uh, we are not anticipating having that certificate. After we have accomplished that, then we'll take a look and see if we uh, can add that in to the mix of things that we'll be doing. But currently we do not, uh, we do not have that. And I would second what Linda said about what do you want to do, my favorite question is, and what do you want to do when you grow up, when you finish this, this graduate program? And I've got a lot of people that are not clear, they haven't really thought, they just think they want a master's degree. So then we talk about both sides of that. Um, a nurse educator takes one year, a nurse practitioner takes two years. Um, do you want to wait in the hospital? Because our NP program, as Linda said, is focused on outpatient care, primary care. I always want the person to be in the right program. Yes. And our two concentrations may not be it. So uh, many people after we have talked have decided they really want to do an FMP. That's a whole different program. And I encourage them to go and look for an FMP program that will meet their needs. I, I want people to be where they're going to be happy getting that degree that they're earning and then getting to that career that they want. So we, we try very, very hard to make sure that they have all the knowledge in making their best decision uh, prior to being admitted into the program. Sure. And it sounds like you both are a wealth of information for someone who isn't sure. And so um, they, they could reach out to the university if they're looking for that kind of information, kind of the, yes. the flow chart of choose your own adventure. Yes. Yes. I say I'm a trivial font of nothingness, but I can answer questions. By golly, I'm really good at that. So yes, we would we'd look forward to having them call and ask questions. We're happy to talk with you, set up a conference call to talk to you. Because um, I'd like to answer those questions and make sure the people, like I said, are making their best choice right. for what they want to do. And I have a strong desire and passion to mentor, teach, facilitate, guide other nurses. I feel that that's my all of our uh, roles and responsibilities to pay back to our profession so if there is any nurse out there anywhere i will always answer a question and 
help get any information they need um, to make the best choice for them. Because ultimately, it makes the best choice for our profession in nursing, mm -hmm. and it makes the best choice for the patients. And that's what we're here for: is to serve our patients. And you know, if we're all you know educating ourselves at a higher level, and we're able to do that and care for patients, then we're all winning. I think one of the basic tenets or um, that we talk about in our um, nurse faculty meetings is that we want our patients. We want our patients. We want our students to be successful. And we continually say that to them is that this is important. So if something's not making sense, if something's not right, then ask, call and ask your professor, send them. Um, you know, my mantra is I am one phone call, one email or one text away. And we have people in Alaska, Washington, Oregon, California, Montana, Idaho, all over. So it's not so much that I'm gonna be able to see them face to face, but again, that one phone call, one text or one email away to answer questions and that includes candidates as well so we're we we want them to feel like they've got an avenue that they can ask questions to make a, a better decision absolutely that guidance is very important so i i'm betting there are some uh, providence health caregivers listening in right now and i'm wondering how the benefit how the programs specifically benefit them if they are already working for uh, the providence healthcare system so uh, one aspect is that they're, uh, that's an excellent question. One aspect is, is that they get a discount for being a Providence employee. And that comes in the form of the cost of the tuition. There's a discount for Providence employees. Um, so th that's one avenue to it. Second is we have a better chance of helping them um, have opportunities within the organization. Um, when I describe our program to other care practitioners within the organization, I often refer to our program being like an internal blood transfusion. We're taking a nurse that's doing direct patient care right now, because most of them are in acute care, and we're giving them education for one year or two years, and then we're helping them to get back into the organization at a different level in a new job, which to me is that that's the perfect way to do that because we're re we're, uh, we have a higher retention that way. We have a higher job satisfaction because people are actually getting to be promoted to doing something different than they did before. They're meeting other people in the program that they never would have met before throughout other regions. So now they've got an, another place to connect with. So all of those, um, all of those things drive, like I said, this internal blood transfusion of personnel by getting them at one point in the organization, helping them to get their education and further themselves and get a master's degree, and then them getting back within the organization and a new job from it. Uh, there was one other question. Uh, Chadwick said, do you have a DNP in executive leadership? Uh, great question. That again is one of the things we would like very much to be in our strategic plan, and that's what we are uh, pushing for. The University of Providence has never had a doctorate level, so there's a couple of different things that we have to do. One is get approval from our national accreditation for the university, uh, that, that organization, as well as getting uh, CCNE accreditation for that. So that's on our radar screen, and it um, we've just not gotten that far in that in that process yet. I'm very hopeful though for it. One step at a time. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Lynette. 
So Linda, can you share a little bit about background and what your experiences have been that were invaluable as a nurse practitioner? So I have worked in a couple different capacities. I've worked in outpatient um, cardiology uh, and I've worked inpatient, outpatient cardiology. And I've also worked, which I currently do in uh, acute care in cardiac surgery. Um, my, what I love, again, I, I, I think I've said this previously, but about being a nurse practitioner and some of my experiences is, is that you make such an impact on the patient's care. Um, one of our roles, one of my roles right now as uh, the nurse practitioner on our team is just coordinating the care and ensuring that the proper orders are in place for the patient, ensuring that when they get discharged, they have the lab setup that they need, or they have the outpatient uh, rehab that they need. And it's so, um, to me, fulfilling when you we can help move a patient through their entire surgery. You see them beforehand. They're scared to death. You take good care of them all the way through. You discharge them. And then we get to see them again when they come back and follow up. And it's really, um, really fulfilling to see that and see that we made a difference in that patient's life. And day after day, we get... Um, just affirmation that we're doing the right thing by the patients when they thank us. Um, they tell us we take the time to talk to them, explain everything to them. And even though I'm a nurse practitioner, that nurse educator in me comes out as well because I will have to give them their discharge teaching, you know, and give them their teaching in a way that they're going to remember it when they go home because um, it's so important. Otherwise, they'll end up coming back in for a variety of reasons. So I just think our role is not just writing orders, not just um, ordering tests, but it's really helping the patient move through the system, whether this is acute care, whether it's primary care, but you're there to help them get what they need to get better and ensure that they have the resources and the support to do so. Thank you. Thank you. So, so coming coming to the end, um, um, I'm really going to ask. Oh, so I do have something like that. I'm delighted to see that the questions that are coming in. If there's anybody else out there that has a course or a track that they're interested in and wondering if we're going to be headed in that direction, I would love to hear from you. Um, uh, I'm always um, glad to hear from people with their ideas of what could be next and what we're headed for. Um, and, and I'd like to hear what people are generally interested in so that as we're doing strategic planning, we can take a look at that. So I would welcome any of those. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to run our email address at the bottom, but you can reach me at lynette.savage at providence.org because I am a joint appointment. I work for Providence and I teach at the University of Providence. Or you can reach me at lynette.savage at uprovidence, one word, uprovidence.edu. And I would love to hear from you. So uh, I appreciate that. 
And uh, Mary Kate, I really do appreciate you all giving us this time today to um, answer some questions and uh, hopefully get to see some new faces. Um, we want to thank you so much for, for allowing us to do this. Absolutely. The pleasure is ours. So I want to give one more big thank you back to Lynette and Linda for joining us today and to everyone for listening and sending in your questions. I'm so excited when I see questions coming in, it leads to a more robust conversation. So to learn more about our initiatives, programs, services, ways to give, or if you are looking for help or medical advice, please visit providence.org. For more information about University of Providence or their programs, please visit uprovidence.edu and make sure to follow us on social media at Providence on Twitter and at Providence Health System on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. One more big thank you so much. Thank you.